Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Two Faces. Hey everybody and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It is the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order from the A's, really the numbers, to the Z's. I'm JB Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how you doing tonight? JB, I'm good. Let's talk about faces. Talk about all the faces. How many faces do you want to talk about? Talking about uh, like three faces or four or one or... I'd say let's shoot for two and see Ooh, see what yeah. kind of time we have left. Maybe yeah, see if that takes us somewhere or if that's if that's plenty of faces. That may be enough faces. You never hear anybody described as three faced. You know. Ooh, but what if they were? I guess that's like a like a severe bipolar situation. It's it's more or of tri- a, I guess it would be like a tripolar situation. I don't know. I don't make jokes about mental health. That's that's your department. Yeah. So <laughs> you were about to say tripolar. No, I wasn't. And then I said it. He said, I don't know. I don't make jokes about mental health. I don't. I don't. I mean, uh, I, I, I see mental health professionals uh, for my own mental health. I, it is not something to joke about. I apologize. So you joke to, to cope, me. as it were. I do. I do joke to cope. Don't we all? 100%. <laughs> uh, that's all right. what we're here to talk about. We're not talking about joking to coping. We're talking about two faces. Yes. Which is are. a song written by Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Released on his 1987 album, Tunnel of Love. Say it. Tunnel of Love. Yes. Yeah, it's the, it's a Tunnel of Love song. We, we are we are well into the, the forest of Tunnel of Love songs that is the end you of are. the alphabet. It feels like he all the Tunnel Love songs are T songs. Well, you mentioned before that that's the rule, right? Like whatever whatever the album starts with, that's what all the songs have to start with. So like that kind of holds up a little bit on a on a few of the records for this record particularly. There are a lot of T songs. Born to Run too. Well, let's see. There's Born to Run. There's Backstreets. Hmm. What else? Maybe I'm wrong. There's two. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, are you thinking of Born in the USA? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Born in the USA. Except, maybe I'm no. they were back to back. No, because yeah, Born in the USA only has one. It's only got Born in the USA. Oh. All right, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, you know what I was thinking of? Is that some of the greatest Bruce Springsteen songs are B songs? You might be thinking of Nebraska because you have obviously you have the title song Nebraska, but then you also have Neeson to Believe. You have Ned Atlantic City. You have Nightway Patrol. Oh, Ned Atlantic City. <laughs> Nate Trooper. No, I, I think my thought was that uh, most of Bruce Springsteen's best songs are B songs, as are his albums Born to Run and Born in the USA. And so I just thought that was a rule. That's what it was. That's what happened. We would be great writers on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. For sure. Are you not? Am I not I a writer on Sesame Street? <laughs> could have sworn I got a script from... Brob Carmack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Last easy joke there would have been Bob Carmack. Uh, but the funny joke was Brob. Mm, I don't know. That's we'll, we'll let we'll let the listeners be the judge of what's funny. That's uh, true. Anyway, let us know. Tweet at us. Do you think that Brob Carmack or Bob Carmack would have been the funnier punchline there? I mean, Bob would have been the easier. I don't know. So anyway, we're talking about boo faces. From Tunnel of Love. <laughs> hey, so my favorite show, I, I told you I was not going to derail this, and I'm going to do it right now. Oh, man, my favorite derailed. podcast, uh, Reply All, recently 
uh, one of them said, I, I think that every person could either be a PJ or an Alex, which is the name of the two hosts. <laughs> and uh, that, and then the other one joked, uh, it was so PJ said that, and then Alex joked when he talked to everyone for the next couple episodes, are you a PJ or an Alex? Because <laughs> PJ wants to know, <laughs> and he thinks that everyone has to self-identify as one of us. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm so curious. <laughs> who people identify as more or if they identify as either of us at all, which I think is more likely that they don't anyway. Well, having people, I mean, we, we, we have, we have on Twitter been compared to Bert and Ernie. We have, and we are Bert and Ernie. I suppose we are. Not I don't Ernie. know. I, I am Ernie <laughs> and you over there saying, I don't know. Maybe yeah. are Bert. <laughs> I'm over here scowling like Bert. Like we've got, we got to make up our time. I love and you're like, I'm in a bubble like, bath. No, we're not. I'm Bert. <laughs> your reaction was immediately, no, no, we're not. Also, no. am I Bert? I'm Bert, aren't no, we I? Are. I'm, I'm, I'm so Bert. And then just basically you should have just changed it. Like you might as well have changed your Twitter profile to Bert as much as you accepted that. <laughs> well, and it, it You rejected help. it and then so quickly accepted it. <laughs> it was so beautiful to watch that happen. Well, it partially <laughs> doesn't help that you're always in the, the bubble bath when you're recording this podcast. I so, do record this podcast from a bubble bath. Obviously. So that very, very <laughs> firmly makes you Ernie, obviously. Dangerous, because I'm just holding my, my laptop and my microphone just above the water. I like a deep bath. Yeah. Your your rubber ducky is also your microphone. It is. So anyway, speaking of not being derailed at all. Two, two faces. Well, I was talking about which of the two faces of oh, this right, podcast. Oh, right, right, right. That's how so we got. Be, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So this song, uh, Rolling Stone Magazine puts this number 77 on the Bruce Springsteen Top 100. That's all right. You know, whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> this song does not belong in the Top 100. There's Maybe so like the songs... Top 125 or 150. Maybe. Maybe the Top 2. Definitely the Top 200. Sure. I don't know. I, I would put the Top 300 for sure. Top 250 probably. Top Top 200, you know, there's a chance. I don't know. Whoever made that list really loves the album Tunnel of Love. I mean, and Grant, it's a good album. It is. It's a good album. I think this might be my least favorite song on this album. It's not a timeless record. Some of the stuff is. Sonic, it is not timeless. I think think it will become, I think it just hasn't been enough time. There There will come a day when people look back at Tunnel of Love and are like, Speaks to me. It's it's t- the year twenty three fifty, and this this album is really speaking to me right now. I in do my, love in my the, space uh, car. The tones, the super space uh, tones of the of the guitar solos, yeah, or the lead lines. I, I again, they're not timeless. They are entrenched in the eighties. Um, oh, wait, but they are cool. We need to just real quick, uh, just very very basic facts. Uh, we the, the song. The live history of the song is pretty limited. The it's, it was played a bunch on the Tunnel of Love Express tour in 1988, and then it was also played a bunch on the Devils and Dust tour randomly in 2005. Those are the only two tours that the song was really ever represented on. And the most recent performance of the song is October the 9th, 2005, in Uniondale, New York. The song has not been played since the Devils and Dust tour. I would love a Devils and Dust version of this song. You can get it. I mean, you can go down. There's a couple yeah. of different Devils and Dust tour uh, shows that you can download, and it's not bad. Uh, the, like, really, the Devils and Dust version of the song is better than the Tunnel of Love version of the song, in my yeah. opinion. 
Speaking of um, timeliness or timelessness, the key, like the synth solo, the is the most nineteen eighty seven thing I've ever heard about. Life. <laughs> is it more nineteen eighty seven than the musical introduction to the song "Tunnel of Love"? Mm-hmm. They're tied. It's the most eighties thing I've ever heard. They're um, tied. Yeah. Well, same album. So you know, Roy, Roy's play, yeah. playing with the synthesizer buttons. So that's what he likes. So, yeah. so you got any more basic facts? No, no, man. Let's do let's do the music. So it starts off really somber on the acoustic. Um, so go into music. Um, you said that already. Sorry. Uh, and it's his. He's got like some reverb on his vocals, and it's really nice. It almost sounds uh, Devils and Dusty, but then you get that weird '80s bass and like the synth version of a woodblock, and that like disco funk bass and like, it sounds good for it very much sounds good for what it is. Um, and the melody is very nice, but it's kind of weird. Uh, it has this like weird, like Western disco feel. <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, a combination of words I was expecting to hear. But doesn't it, isn't it kind of like a Western disco? I mean, yeah, now that you say it like that, I guess. And I love like right before the, uh, Last verse, there's this solo, and, and this happens multiple times in the song, but specifically right before the last verse, there's a couple of solos that could either be keys or guitar. Um, either like keys trying to sound like guitar, or guitar trying to sound like keys. You're talking about the organ Just, solo, yeah, I guess so. But even now, like, after the first verse, there's like maybe that guitar solo that is maybe a synth solo. Well, it's there's definitely an or organ. Both? The, I guess it's both. To, well, towards the end of the song, there's a, there's a pretty distinctive organ solo that's played by Danny Federici. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I don't know. It's it's it is the most 1987 song. You know, the the guitar is like super disco chords, just kind of upstrummed in the background, like just panned far right in the bottom of the mix. It's it's a very 1987 song. It, yeah. It's not even like a 1985 song. It's <laughs> It, it screams like seven and and like the keys solo is is just it, I love it uh but I love it I don't know if I love it ironically or I love it um sort of nostalgically I can't tell I just yeah. can't tell uh I don't think it's bad I just don't know why I like it I, I don't like it because it's a good decision that I would have made but I, <laughs> I like it for a reason yeah I just don't know why um, yeah, and that's that's what we got for music. I mean, just yeah, that's that's what's going on. A lot of eighties. Yeah, Google nineteen eighty seven, and then click the audio tab, and just click play, and this is what it sounds like. Except we talked about before, like nineteen eighty seven was a big pivot year. Like I feel like there are a lot of bands that were trying to get past this in nineteen eighty seven, and Bruce just wasn't. Like this is the one. This is one of the only times that you look at what Bruce is doing, and you're like, he's not. He's a little bit behind because like you, in fact, somebody pointed out to me after we released the Tunnel of Love episode that a lot of the sound that you hear on the song Tunnel of Love can be traced back to like early Rush records or like Madonna even. And, and so like Tunnel of Love, like sonically, Bruce is not breaking new ground with Tunnel of Love, which is partially probably why it was not as embraced as a lot of these sounds all go into 90s pop, like very clearly too. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it isn't it isn't a transitional phase for sure. But like 1987 yeah. also is a year again. I mean, we we mentioned this a few episodes ago, but 1987 is the year we got Joshua Tree from U2. Mm-hmm. It's the year the Prince puts out Sign of the Times. It's the year that uh, we get Appetite from of uh, Dist- I'm sorry. Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it's super true. Yeah, man. And so 87 is this big, like, rock and roll, like, pivotal year in rock and roll. And Bruce kind of puts out this album that is good, that has a lot of good songs on it, but is not, it's not breaking new ground on, on a sonic level. Right, 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 right. Not really. He's, he's just fitting into the zeitgeist really well here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or not, I don't know, well, I don't know how you feel about the word well, but he's, he's fitting into the zeitgeist. Uh, do you want to jump into lyrics? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, cool. So I met a girl and we ran away. I swore I'd make her happy every day, and how I made her cry. Two faces have I. So that's pretty let basic. Me, let right? me just, yeah, let me jump in right here though. Two faces have I is not a good line. Yeah, I don't love it. It's just I have two faces is a good sentence. <laughs> yeah, two faces have I is a bad sentence. The sentiment of the you know the lyric is good. Is like my intentions were good. Um, but I, I I sucked. I have two faces apparently. It, it's like if, if but two faces have eyes like a. <laughs> was writing a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two faces have eyes like a bad sentence. Yeah, it's not a good sentence. It's not great. It is the most passive sentence. You're right. Um. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe he's trying to sound passive. I guess, but like even still. Yeah. So anyway, he he made he told this girl he'd make her happy, but then he made her sad. So now he feels like he's two faced. Right. Sometimes, Mister, I feel sunny and wild. Lord, I love to see my baby smile. Then dark clouds come rolling by. Two faces have I. I think he's being right. a little hard on himself. Like you can't just be like you know what I mean. Like you can't just be like bubbly all the time. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta live your life. I guess, or use active sentences a little like. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just that—that's a bad line. I read somewhere, maybe I think it was Little Steven, who just hate somebody in the band hated that line. <laughs> Two faces have I, which I get. I do too. Uh, well, Steven, Steven was pretty critical of a lot of the stuff on this record because he wasn't in the band yeah. anymore, and so he could tell Bruce what that's he really true, thought. That's true. But one that lasts, one that cries, one says hello, one says goodbye, one does things I don't understand, and makes me feel like half a man. That's a better verse, right? Uh, yeah. At night, I get down on my knees and pray. Our love will make that other man go away. Mm, there's another guy. No, the but other he'll never. No, the other man is oh, the, other the other person. Other, it's yeah, it's his right. other face. You're right. At night, I get down on my knees and pray. Our love will make the other man go away. The bad side of him. Yeah. But he'll never say goodbye. Two faces have I. There's that sentence again. Mm-hmm. He does have two faces. One face is someone who writes really good, <laughs> really well, and one is. Um, where he writes really poorly. Well, that, I mean, I, the passive voice is not an accident. Like, I mean, I mean, even even like he gets down, he's praying. Like he 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 doesn't have any sort of like the only active verb that he uses about himself is getting down on his knees to pray. Like the the only thing he does actively is like give up responsibility for his own actions. You know what I mean? Like pray, that's, praying. Yeah, that's fine. It's and it's fine to write a passive sentence. I just don't like this one. This one is not good. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, he, I mean, even though, like, it's definitely what he's trying to do. So the question is not is he do is he trying to do what he's doing. The question is, are we responding the way he wants us to respond? Right? Because it's he's a great example of like conceptual music that isn't as good as the person who concepted it thought yeah. it would be. Concepted it. That's great. Speaking, well, you know, good what's the 
<laughs> What's the word? Conceived. Conceived. <laughs> You're so right. I'm such a hypocrite. Ugh. I just wish Bruce would be a better writer and concept better things. Yeah, I wish he would concept better things. <laughs> Why can't you concept better? Concept better. Be a better conceptor. Let me tell you this. Last night I had a thought. I concepted of this thought. You were concepted in November of 1993 in New Orleans. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, last night as I kissed you neath the willow okay, wait, tree. You transitioned from not reading the lyrics to reading the lyrics. I'm not totally sure everybody's going to know that. So, l- All right, so we're back to the last verse. We yes. are back to the last verse. Last night as I kissed you neath the willow tree, he swore he'd take your love away from me. He said our life was just a lie, and two faces have I. Well, go ahead and let him try. This this is a precursor to Wrecking Ball. <laughs> it is? Yeah, you, th- you think you have the, the guts, mystery? you think you have the balls? Yeah, but <laughs> we'll he's talking to your... himself. It's a, it, it's a, it's a twin. Isn't Wrecking Ball talking to all of ourselves? No, wrecking ball, is talking, wrecking ball is talking to the situation of like you know. Whoa, infer- whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't give away. All right, all right. It's <laughs> right, good point. Touche. <laughs> good point. No, th- th- I gave I gave just as much away. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. So he is trying. He's fighting with himself here. Yeah, which is not and totally unlike Brilliant Disguise. I mean, he he's written yeah. other songs that are about this. You know. Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, I mean, and, and um, Bruce, in a Rolling Stone interview, obviously, says, um, this is what he said. He said, I wanted to write a different kind of romantic song, one that took in the different types of emotional experiences of any relationship where you're really engaging with that person and not really in, and, and not involved in a narcissistic romantic fantasy or intoxication or whatever. So this song fits fully inside the theme of, of Tunnel of Love, right? Like the yeah, the, sure. the internal war to surrender to your relationship versus struggling to kind of reconcile with all your own, like your inner demons as you're doing that. This is Cautious Man. This is Brilliant Disguise. This is just all like so many other songs from this record that we've already talked about, which is like the, the, the internal struggle. So, so it's not, it's not out of theme. In fact, you could almost say like he's kind of beating the theme over the head a little bit, um, which is not a thing he usually do does. You, I mean that, that, if you were going to offer a, a critique of this album, it's that he belabor like the themes that he's getting at. He belabors them a little more than he generally does. Like if you go back to like darkness on the edge of town, every, or the river, even like every song feels like a, a new chapter in, in the, in the saga. While tunnel mm-hmm. of love, it feels like there's three chapters, but there's way more songs. And so, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so there's, yeah, it feels like he, he uses up a lot more real estate for like, for each singular idea and so the, this song kind of fits in that space yeah yeah um oh but all like the the phrase that we talked about not liking the phrase two faces have i the passive phrase it was actually inspired by a lou christie song from 1963 called the actual title of the song is two faces have i so even though we don't uh, ne- we don't necessarily love the writing here it, it is an homage to another song I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, it's ve- which is very true to like how Bruce like thinks about like ideas and writes. You know, he he ten- he tends to pay pay homage, if you will, to other songs that he he tends to like. So, yeah. how many um, how many faces do you give the song? So I think I give it two 
And a half. Two and a half faces. So, like, yeah. the, the top half or the bottom half? Are we talking, like, eyes? Are we talking nose and mouth? Like, where are we at here? Uh, I give it the, like, from the uh, tip of the nose through the nostrils down to the chin. Because okay. that's, that's solid. That's, yeah, it's the part of the mouth that, uh, the, the face that sings the song, you know? Touche. Touche. It's the part of the mouth that, like, says things that make the lady cry. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily look you in the eyes. Right. Good point. Yeah. Good yeah, point. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a three, so not too far off of you. It's a uh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Um, for for all the same reasons we've already talked about. Like, I don't I don't hate this song. It, it is my least favorite song on this record, and I, I I am pretty amazed that this ended up at number 77 on the Rolling Stone list. Like, in, never oh. never in a million years would I put this in the in the top 100. But, oh, for sure. But I mean, I realize because it's on that on that list, I realize that I'm. It's possible that there there's somebody out there listening right now, like screaming into their iPhone, that that we're like not getting it or whatever. And like you know, I'm 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 glad. I, I will say this every time. Every time I I underrate a song, which is it's somebody's favorite song, and I I wish yeah, I liked right. it more. I I do. I, I want. I come in here wanting to like every song, and when I don't like a song. My first instinct is to blame myself. Like maybe there's something I'm not getting right. But I mean, at it's the true. end of the day, it's, it's the song does not this the, the song does less for me than every other song on this record. Um, well, no, I I take that back. My least favorite song on this record is "Ain't Got You." So this is my second least favorite song compared to a garbage song. So yeah, this is much better than "Ain't Got You." Yeah. So th- this is my least favorite song of the songs that I will actually miles, not skip. So miles better. Yeah, it is. It's faces better than than that song. Right. Um, so I'm a two and a half. You're a. I'm a say it again. Sorry. I'm a three. You're a three. Yeah. So uh, so that's it for us. We're we're done for today. So we thanks everybody yeah. for listening to Two Faces. I'm sure you'll have thoughts on this one, and uh, feel free to post on our Facebook wall or comment on the episode at alphabeticalspringsteen.com. You can tweet at us. Yeah. Um, you know those are those are ways to express your displeasure, and you know we see those, and we may or may not respond depending on you know your tone, whether or not you decided to be polite. Then uh, you know that's that's all up to you. So thanks, um, th- thanks so much for for listening and for having thoughts and opinions and for participating in the discussion. So we'll be yeah. back with you later. This is two week JB. So we'll be talking about the song Two for the Road." So everybody have a good couple of days, and we'll see you later with Two for the Road.'